Rick Jensen on 1150 AM, 1017 FM, WDEL. As though angels rained upon Governor Carney and declared, Yea, though thou art indeed of the big government demon class, call upon thy wicked lawyers to slay the foolish rules of the incompetent DIAA. Return young David his sling and all others their sticks and balls and bats unfettered by the oxygen-depriving masks of ignorance, and thy people shall know the freedom of fully oxygenated blood, except for men's lacrosse. For I, your true lord of sports, just don't get that one. What is that? Hockey on dirt? Fine. Whatever. Let the girls play. Weeks ago, the governor removed the masks of most athletes. Two meetings ago, the DIAA failed to abide by the declaration. One meeting ago, the DIAA failed to abide by the declaration. And then Governor Carney did, lo and behold, find a lawyer who said, forget the DIAA, remove the masks from the student athletes. No yays during the finale of the Hallelujah Chorus. It's just wrong. And just yesterday, we had the story about the teenage high school star, the track star, who set a record in the 800-meter, but she did this, beating the last record by two seconds by falling and collapsing from three meters from... The finish line, because the mask deprived her of oxygen. Imagine that. She's three meters from the finish line. She passes out on her feet. Pure momentum carries her across the finish line. Or her body crumples to the bottom of the, tr- to the ground, the track. And now she has a concussion and still beat the previous record by two seconds. This is why the masks have to come off. He also improved a bit of the restaurant guidelines. You know, I could easily sit here and say it's not enough. But don't just hear it from me. Let's hear that from a couple of people who really know the business and they know what's going on. On the phone right now. We have Carrie Leishman, CEO of the Delaware Restaurant Association. Carrie, thanks for being on. Thanks, Rick. Thanks for having me today. I always enjoy it when uh, you're had on my show. I know. I get mad often, don't I, Rick? I know. That's just, that sounded like maybe maybe I shouldn't have said it that way, but I always enjoy you being on the show. And then our good friend, Ryan German, proprietor of Cafe Gelato, who has been very creative during the pandemic. I mean, Ryan, dude, you have been ex- – I can't even go through all the ways you've been creative, but a lot of it has to do with very specialized restaurant presentations on Zoom YouTube video, things like that. You've got uh, experts on wine, on bourbon, beer, brewers. Oh, my gosh. The things you've done to make it more of an experience just to keep the doors open. Ryan, uh, congratulations on all, all this 
amazing things you've done to keep uh, Cafe Gelato relevant during the pandemic. Well, thanks a lot, Rick, and thanks for doing your show. And and uh, as you as you featured ways that we're trying to get Delaware back reopened. And uh, today, you know, with that, what you kind of alluded to is the governor last night says that we now can have 10 people outside. Lucky for us, that coincides with Main Street's first alfresco. Main Street, New York, Delaware will have alfresco dining every Wednesday. Uh, let folks dine on the street, and tonight is the first one. So we have nice weather, and now we have, with the governor's orders, 10 people out at, 10 people out at a table outside. Who is this guy, Al? And is he buying... You know, Mr. Fresco. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, it's funny. You know, I, I think there's there's so many Al Fresco jokes. You know, it's like past year. You know, I saw one on Instagram is these people eating while they're freezing inside, like four feet of snow, and they're you know they're dining Al Fresco safely outside. And it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah, at, at the very least, we have uh, we have decent weather tonight, <laughs> and uh, and now we have ten at least 10 people per table. Yeah, um, but that's not enough. I mean, you know, what people don't realize is that. Uh, there was a time in this state when uh, restaurants were one of the biggest uh, employers in the state of Delaware. I don't know where we rank now. I guess I should get to carry about that because we lost tens of thousands of jobs during the pandemic in uh, in restaurants, taverns, and all that. Right, Carrie? Yeah, I mean, you're right, Rick. You know, up until right before the pandemic, this industry was growing, and we were one of the largest. We were certainly the largest small business employer in the state. And we had 50,000 Delawareans working and earning a living in restaurants, which we were so super proud of. And then when the pandemic hit early in the spring, we lost two-thirds of our workforce. And I think it's important to note that probably still about 10,000 of those restaurant workers have left our industry. So they're either unemployed because of the stress of not knowing when they were going to get back to work full time, or they left and found jobs in other places. And it's been very stressful in Delaware when you don't know what your capacity is going to be, how you can serve your customers. Uh, and it's been so hard they've left. And that's been, that's a real problem for this industry moving forward. And I'm biased. I, uh, I I was able to finish college because I was a server. I was a bartender. Oh, baby, there's the money right there, the bartending. Short order cook and, and all, all these different jobs. Any, any job I could grab at one, primarily one restaurant, but I probably worked about three of them in college town. So I've seen from both sides how this how this works and um, and understand at least you know something of the lifestyle so when you talk about 10,000 restaurant workers still unemployed here uh, it it I, I totally feel that and the other thing is this is there any evidence at all that the restaurants have been super spreaders of covid i want to get to carry first and then uh, we'll get to Ryan on that carry no so i think that was a right early on by many uh, public health officials and government leaders that restaurants were the evil existence in our society during COVID. And it's just not been proven. It's wrong. And we all know this, right? So when the spike happened across the country and here in Delaware, it was happening from unregulated indoor gatherings, people's homes, right? The kids are in there. They're partying together. Easter, Thanksgiving, Christmas. The spreading wasn't happening in our empty restaurants because we were shot. It was happening in people's homes, and we're seeing this today. Even the governor has admitted on his press conference last week that he sees no specific area of community spread, and it's really happening in unregulated gatherings, not in our beautiful restaurants. 
Ryan, I, I, same question to you, man. Well, I just, yeah, I think I think I'll echo what Kerry says, and I'll go a little bit further. I mean, if you if you look back at the data for the amount of hospitalizations in the state and what days, you know, we unfortunately had uh, the largest folks in the hospital. Like, you know, if it was up up to 400 or so, or uh, some of those big days, restaurants were closed during those days. So, so the days that there were the highest numbers in hospitals, we were completely shut down. I mean, you have to remember, restaurants were shut down last year, mid March, all of April, all of May opening in June to limited capacity. And back around uh, just after Thanksgiving or the week before Thanksgiving through the holidays, we went from 60% capacity in restaurants down to 30%. So the spikes that you saw over the winter, uh, restaurants weren't open. So the, so let alone is there no, uh, there's no correlation. Well, there's certainly no causation like you asked, Rick, but there's also no correlation um, from restaurants. And what I was really hoping you know, we, we were really diligent and carry, you know, big help with working with um, the state and getting um, restaurant staffs from all over the state vaccinated. And Cafe Gelato, the majority of our staff is fully vaccinated. I mean, they have both shots. Uh, and we didn't, we had, I think, one person with the, with the single J&J, but everybody else had Pfizer and Moderna. And now everybody's had the second shot. So we have a restaurant fully vaccinated and we're at 50% capacity, whereas prior to any shots being available, September and October of last year, we were at 60% capacity. Well, so how many people, uh, you were open at 60% capacity, but then 50? No, 50, yeah. Yeah, um, and, and, and how many folks at your restaurant, for example, uh, got, got COVID? Did, did you guys have, a, have, have an event there where a lot of people caught it? You know, you know, I, I think we're fortunate that we were, we're not aware of any customer coming to our restaurant. You know, we, we didn't receive any phone call or any, you know, visit from the um, from Dr. Rattay's office to say that hey, we've 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 uh, folks have contracted COVID uh, at dining. And I, I think that if that happened at any restaurant in the state, you'd see it reported. And sure. Luckily, it, it just it just didn't happen. And I think what Carrie uh, alluded to is, you know, folks go out and they work, and you know, some folks work with their hands, you know, they're, they have to be physically present. And in the restaurant industry, folks have to be physically present. We are in the service industry and we serve folks. Right. And then uh, there's other industries in Delaware, whether it's banking or law or um, maybe engineering or something that where folks can work at home and they have to be maybe less, uh, I know, less, less mingled with others. But um, we're, we're in a service industry. Our, our staff is fully vaccinated. And again, in September and October, we were at 60%. With, with very little notice, right around Thanksgiving, we had to go down to 30%. We're, we're back up to 50%, but we're not even at 60 where we were prior to vaccination. So I, I think that we're hoping for, I don't know, 75%? How about 100%? How about, how about 100%? Look, I know people – let, yeah. let me interrupt here because I know people are uh, – they, they, they are um, – I don't – Viscerally, that viscerally responding to any idea of a uh, a vaccine passport. Now, I'm going to share with you a very unpopular opinion, and it is my opinion that if you have a business and even a restaurant, and you say no shirt, no shoes, no service, no vaccine proof, no sir, uh, you know, then you can't come in. No service. If the if the business says. You don't have to wear a mask, then you don't have to go in. If a business says you must wear a mask under certain conditions, 
then you don't have to go in. Allow the businesses to do this and to do it right and, and do it smart. Carrie, how many, and I'm going to ask you a tough question, Carrie, how many restaurants, and I'm talking about restaurant owners, really, so I know I love at least one restaurant that went under, and then some other people who were flush with money came in and bought the thing, but including that one, how many restaurants have gone under during the pandemic? So I get asked this question a lot, Rick, and I, so far we, we at the association are keeping kind of a running tab, and we've seen about 10% to 12% of our restaurants close. But, but mind you, you have to understand, and everybody has to understand, those are the ones that we know of. Imagine those tiny little cafes and restaurants and streets we are not even aware of. I mean, we don't have to announce to the world we're closing. They just shut the doors and turn off the electric. And then the bigger issue right now is not those that closed during the pandemic because those people, like what you said, there's people who have got money from the government, and in our state and federal, we got PPP loans. The issue is now. That money is gone. Those restaurants that were living on subsidies are still not open at capacity, and they've spent it. And it's going to be between now and the next 24 months that you're going to see the on the industry. I'll tell you another thing. We are in a crisis right now for workforce because so many people left the industry. Everybody's looking at the same time, and a lot of people are on the federal unemployment. People are not coming back to work. So I'm seeing beautiful small businesses not open for lunch, not open for Mondays and Tuesdays and Wednesdays because they can't staff it. And how sad is this restaurant industry is trying to get into recovery mode that they can't even make the money because we're not open and we can't open because we can't get the workforce in. You know, to your point, Carrie, to to your point, there's a guy who called in while we had Daryl Scott on from the Delaware Uh office of the uh, unemployment insurance benefits. And uh, he said, what do I do? There are 38 times he offered a job to somebody, and they said, no, I'm just kind of looking for a job to say I'm looking for a job because I make more money with my combined unemployment benefits than I would make with with your company. And that's exactly what you're talking about. There are people saying, I don't want to go back to work. I'm making more money not working. Well, it's even than that and something that I would ask Mr. Scott or anybody at the Department of Labor or our government officials is currently in Delaware there is no work search requirement to get unemployment benefits. They did away with that during the pandemic and we understood that, right? We were paying people at that time to stay home. But now as we open for business, I think more than 22 states in this country have turned back on the work search requirement, and that is something we are asking Delaware to do as well. It's important because the jobs are available. Okay, what else do you want from the governor? Uh, well, there's a lot of things. Uh, uh, we want to be, we're following very deeply, Rick, what's happening across the country and the decisions our governors are making, especially our governors on the East Coast. As you know, our governor entered into a consortium with his East Coast governors of New York and and, uh, Massachusetts, Maine, Rhode Island. And we have a list of all of our states in the East Coast that are beginning to open. As you know, Maryland's at 100%. Rhode Island just announced 80%. Connecticut is doing away with all business restrictions in May. There are some states that are just distancing, and we are one of the most restricted states for restaurants 
now in the country and certainly on the East Coast. You said Rhode Island is at what percentage right now? Rhode Island is, is announcing that they will be going to 80% capacity with three feet spacing uh, in the middle of March. Friday, I'm sorry, in the middle of May. Excuse me. And Maryland's at 100%. What's their spacing for tables? Uh, they still have social distance spacing, and we understand some of that, but they are now at 100% capacity, and we're losing business and vital workforce across state lines to Maryland right now. If uh, if the governor said to you, okay, Carrie, I have my pen right here, and I have this delightful piece of parchment upon which I shall sign whatever you want, what would you really, really want for the restaurants in Delaware right now? I think right now, uh, now that the CDC came out with uh, no mask required in outdoor spaces, I think that if you are allowed to not wear a mask at sporting events and with contact sports, then as a customer, I should be able to walk to Ryan's outdoor dining El Fresco night without a mask on. I think mask outside for restaurants is important. I also think restaurants need a plan for reopening. We're losing vital holidays. We lost St. Patrick's Day again, Easter. We're about to lose Mother's Day because we can only see six people at a table indoors. I think it's important to give us a plan. I have restaurants at the beach, Rick, who are making and paying unrefundable band deposits, but we don't even know if we can have it in July. So we need a plan based on science and data to open restaurants. And it was at one point anything under 5% positivity. We're closely getting there. We still don't have a plan. All right, Ryan, uh, Cafe Gelato, love your place. Love your desserts. Love the gelato. Seriously, you guys are, are awesome. Uh, I'm going to give you a little free plug here. Bring it. What are you guys doing over there on Main Street well, in Newark? Every Wednesday from 4 to 9, there's dining al fresco. Now, if you want to dine al fresco at Cafe Gelato, we have the gardens out. They're going to be open all year, and hopefully the weather's nice. and The weather's super nice tonight. There's a band playing, Keith and Eddie. Um, they're going to play classic rock songs that you know they're playing tonight from five to nine it's fun to dine out and here's a plug for all the delaware restaurants because carrie does such a good job of of uh, advocating for all of us you know now's the time to dine out it, it, get out to your favorite spot uh and uh try a new spot you know come 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 to main street but certainly you know travel down to the beach try a spot you haven't been at or go back to one of your favorite spots make a point of getting out and having your daily date nights. My wife and I, Rick, we've been married 17 years. Well, 16 and a half because 17 won't be till December. But we made our New Year's resolution that we're going to have a date night. And we've been doing it. And we we often been going out to restaurants. You know, other other folks' restaurants, not not here at Cafe Gelato, so going to different restaurants. And really? I'd recommend everybody do it. You know, pick a night to go out and make it a restaurant night. All right. It's lunchtime in five minutes. So there you go. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Head out. Carrie Leishman, CEO, Delaware Restaurant Association, and Ryan German, uh, proprietor of Cafe Gelato Main Street in uh, Newark. Thanks so much. Appreciate your time. You, God bless. And, uh, you know, I guess keep the faith and keep pushing and keep calling the governor. Thanks, Thank Rick. You, Rick. Take care. Got to take a break. Back after this. There's more Rick Jensen coming up on 1150 AM. 1017 FM, WDEL.